Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Magically Cruising, the cruise podcast where we share our personal cruise tips and reviews to help you make the most out of your next sailing. My name's Kiwa, and I'm an independent travel agent specializing in all things cruise, Disney, and North America. And I'm joined by my fellow co host, Sarah. Hi, I'm Sarah, and I write over at Cruising for All and Cruising with Kids at Mini Travelers and Extraordinary Chaos, and we share cruise tips and hints to help you plan your next cruise. Brilliant. Thank you, Sarah. Now, Sarah, how have you seen the cruise news this week? And did you notice that one of our favourite cruise lines may have um, announced some details on a brand new ship? I have, yes. It's all very exciting. I've been having a look for it today and it's overwhelming, isn't it? Whenever whenever our favourite cruise line or one of our favourite cruise lines releases a new ship, um, it's, it's, it's like a sensory explosion. It takes me a while to get my head around what's going on. <laughs> Definitely. It's... it's... <laughs> It's a bit of a funny one because when you look at it on the surface, you kind of go, oh, it's it's another Oasis class ship. So for those guys listening at home, we are talking about Royal Caribbean and Utopia of the Seas, um, which is the sixth Oasis class ship that was just announced. It's We've known about it for a while, but we didn't know what it was doing, where it was sailing and what the features would be. But they just announced the details of it. And on paper, it looks like just another Oasis class ship. But when you actually then start peeling back the surface and looking at it, they've actually done a lot of new features to this ship. A lot of things that are coming to the first time ever to Royal Caribbean. But also as well, features that are coming to the first time ever to an Oasis class ship as well. So I know I'm incredibly, incredibly excited by this ship. I think she's got a lot going for her already without seeing all of the reveal as well. I don't know. What, what do you think so far? I think it's exciting. And, and when you sign, I mean this with love and not just another Oasis class ship. I think in terms of categories of ships, I think they've got it all going on. So it's yeah. hard to beat sometimes what is going on. But um, it looks exciting. Really exciting. Yeah. Definitely. And I think that's the thing in it. I don't think unless you've been on an Oasis class ship, you can't really appreciate just how big <laughs> these ships are, but also how much choice they have and how much entertainment is available on board, the different venues. So like when we did our training with Royal, they said this, uh, there's 40 different venues on board for you to enjoy yourself. So whether that's kind of the mini golf, the zip wire, the rock climbing, the food and drink and, and venues, there's tons of options. There's 20, over 20 eateries on board, 10 of which are complimentary. The rest are kind of speciality or like the light bites you can have. Um, there's just so much choice. And I think that's so exciting. I love going on a ship and just having you know, loads of choice of where you want to be, whether you're looking for a light bite or you want something a bit more, you know, sit down formal. This this ship definitely has all that going for it. So there's something that I've noticed, actually. So can we, we've got the size somewhere, haven't we? So this is a, for me, this is a, and this is a selling point for me for this ship that makes me want to book this ship above every other one. Because... If you look at right, so the width is 154. I'm sorry if this is up for, in fact, for some people, but it is really important. <laughs> um, so the gross tonnage, where's the gross tonnage? 236. So it's the same as Wonder of the Seas. Yeah, but if this is right, oh, this is only double occupancy. So double occupancy is 5,668. But still, I mean, there's lots of space, isn't there? And the thing that Royal Caribbean do very well, we've been on Odyssey last year and we've cruised with Royal for years is that they channel people well. So apart from the yes. pool, nowhere else is over busy. You, yeah, you don't yeah, yeah, find yeah. crowds anywhere else. It's just a pool deck. But I mean, you know, this has got uh, sports courts. It's got your play areas. It's got your splash pool. It's got separate pools. So actually there's lots of areas for people to disperse. That's the one thing I noticed. And I, again, my my experience on board Wonder was a travel agent preview event. So it was a bit of a skewed audience compared to the normal demographic. But I was really apprehensive about going on board, going like, wow, the ship's so big, there's so many people. Um, am I going to just feel surrounded constantly? But 
as you say, because they do so much sure. for everyone. So whether you kind of got little ones and you're playing in the soft play areas or whether you're doing the mini golf, whether you're enjoying the lounges, there's there's so many lounges. We were finding new bars and new places to get mm-hmm. drinks on board. So I never felt like, oh God, the ship's heaving, this ship's full. I, I want to get away from everyone. I felt like I had tons of space. I could see any old shows I wanted. I didn't have to fight for space because the theaters are so big and they do so many show-ins as well. I, I didn't feel like I was overwhelmed by people, at least anyway. I was overwhelmed by oh. the ship because there's just so much to see and do. Um, but I never felt overwhelmed by like, oh my God, this ship is is full of people. Absolutely too much. No, we never we never once struggled to get a drink on Odyssey of the Seas. Struggled to get some bed. That was because obviously it was holidays and that that only has a couple of pools we did on sea days it was great uh on port days but but there was so much else to do it didn't matter so it's it's not really a complaint it's just you've got to decide what's important to you and, and at night times the ship wasn't overpacked so i think that's what they do really really well okay so let's have a look at what's on board well i think let's start off by just talking about the unique thing is the itineraries as well they're not the most exciting itineraries and i say that with love just because it's doing a bread and butter route so it's doing port canaveral so for those that don't know, Port Canaveral is kind of um, about 45 minutes away from Orlando. Um, so if you're somebody who loves doing the Disney theme parks, the Universal theme parks, then this is going to be a perfect ship for you. Now, for American guests, that's really easy to get to. And if you want to kind of do one or, night, one or two nights in kind of the Universal area, then you could totally do that. For UK guests, this is going to be fantastic for those of you that want to do kind of a 14-night break, but you want to break up a Disney trip or Universal trip. You can add on one of their three or four-night sailings. So Utopia is going to be doing nothing but four-night sailings or three-night sailings. So Monday through to Friday, Friday through to Monday, um, sailing going to their private island, Perfect Day Coco Cay, which we can chat about more, I guess, in a second. But then also Nassau as well. So two beautiful kind of beach, um, water park heavy destinations. So again, you'll see this theme talk, but they talk about the ship having bigger ways to splash. And they do talk about kind of the number of slides available on their private island and on the ship as if they're one mass together just because this is very much aimed at those people that love that kind of water park, that beachy, you know, beach and chill vibe type of thing. It's a very big um, feature of the ship. So they they do talk about the number of slides total across, like say, both the ship and Perfect Day Coco Cay. So basically, you're, you're, I mean, you're getting on, aren't you? I mean, you're going to Perfect Day, which I really want to go to. Every time I book a cruise, and it's like, that's where we aim to go. So we are doing the Universal and Cruise next year, but we're on Mariner. Um, but it doesn't stop at Coco Cay. I've got it. Came up here a dashboard down there and I thought they changed the itinerary because my friend wants to go to Mexico, so that's what we've chosen. Um, right. But no, I'm not. So for me, this I think that's a really big pull. I think it looks incredible. And I've been on the island next door and stood on deck of the ship and thought, I want to go there. And it just looks incredible. It, it looks fantastic. So I, I think people will, and Americans will, I think, from my American friends and American readers, um, I think it's perfect for them that you can just nip for a weekend, have a bit of beach, bit of ship. It's yeah. brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. And this this will pull people purely based on, like, like I said, when I say it's not the sexiest, I say that with love. You're not looking, this isn't going to be deep immersion in Caribbean ports. This is very much all about Perfect Day, Coco Cay and Nassau. Um, Nassau is incredibly well-traveled. You know, ships go there all the time. Um, it's not the most, it's not going to be a cultural melting pot. It is very much a cruise port. Um, but Perfect Day Coco Cay is an attraction in itself. You know, it is amazing. You've got um, the frill side and chill side on the island. So if you want to kind of go into the water park side and do one of the slides, I think they say between the ship and between Perfect Day, there's 17 slides that you can ride over the ship and Perfect Day Coco Cay as well. Um, but they've got, you know, beaches on board Perfect Day. So if you want to kind of go chill side and just relax by the by the sea, 
and do that. You've got that. There's six different beaches they say you can go to as well. They've got the um, the Caribbean's largest freshwater pool on perfect day. There's music, the speakers in the pool, so you can be kind of swimming and you can hear music in the pool. Just honestly, it's the ultimate way to cool down and unwind as well. And then if you don't like the beach, you can stay on the ship and there's nobody on it, which is also something that I really love. Exactly. I'm always torn when you go to a private island of do I stay on the ship because there's no one on it? Or And I did that on a recent cruise and it was fab. What I will say, the perfect day, and I know they're expanding it to make it even bigger again. They're adding more space as well to it. Um, but we had Wonder of the Season, which was pretty full with travel agents. And next to us was, I think it was Anthem. Yeah, it was Anthem, actually, was next to us. So they're two pretty large ships with, you know, a lot of capacity on them. Yeah. And never once did the island feel overwhelmed. Um, if you, like, look at the main pool by, um, in the main pool, the freshwater pool where the bar is, then that was a bit busy. But that's intentional. They play a music yeah. and people are in the water dancing type of thing. So it was just a nice atmosphere. But totally we walked around the island a couple of times to go to different areas we went into the private um, cocoa beach club and did that but we also got to walk around the beach for a couple of hours as well and again in, i i don't think you can struggle to find a quiet space if you want one um, on perfect day and that was with two reasonably large ships i think as, about as large short of having two oasis class ships and i don't think you can get any bigger with guests arriving into perfect day and it never felt overwhelmed I wish we were stopping on our cruise. Wouldn't that be amazing? I know. It's a shame, isn't it? That is so not. We're going to Nassau, aren't we? I'll say yes. I can't remember. I think yeah, we, we are. Have to... Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I was a little bit. I'm so hard on Nassau. And I don't even know why because I've never been there before. <laughs> I just hear so many stories. I was a bit like, after 10 days at sea, your, la- your bit of land, the first bit of land is Nassau. I <laughs> know. Oh, Chris is beside himself. He, lo- he loves Nassau. He, that was his first last really? holiday. Yeah, eighteen. Yeah, it's funny. Some people love it. I've just heard, I've heard mixed things about it. So um, I'm, I'm excited to be going anyway for the first time to experience it firsthand. So you're going to have to tell me a bit, a bit about this LNG power. What is it? So LNG is liquefied natural gas. Yeah, that's a big feature. It's the first Oasis class ship to have it, and a lot more cruise ships are moving onto LNG. Now, I'm not a marine biologist and a marine scientist, but all I know from what I've been told is it is a more fuel efi- more efficient fuel, basically, for operating ships. Um, so it's going to give off less emissions, and it's going to mean the ship from over longer as well on the fuel supply. So this is just part of cruise lines moving forward with the kind of change of technology as they've discovered new technology to operate ships and making them more power efficient. Um, LNG is going to be one of those as well um, to kind of just reduce emissions as the ship is sailing. So Icon's definitely going to be LNG, um, and I know other cruise lines have started to introduce LNG ships as well. Right. Okay. So, because obviously River are already doing that, aren't they? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. The Rise to Center. That's, yeah, that's LNG. That, is that LNG? That's, it's electric. No, no, it's not. It's got an e-motion engine, so it's electric, basically. Oh, right. So, it ends right. on diesel, but then when it gets into port, um, that runs on... Oh, I charge it. Right, yeah. yeah. Right, okay. So, back to this. So, the boring stuff over, what is on the ship? Because that's what you want to know, don't you, when you're booking one of these ships. Mm. So... What is on? So the perfect storm water slide. So you are going to find as well, yeah, the perfect storm water slides on board, which are a lot of fun. I've done these on Wonder, and for 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 kind of cruise ship slides, they're really fun and fast. Uh, I absolutely love them. They're a lot of fun. Have you done the bowl one? What's it called? No, I don't think they had one. If they did, I can't remember. I definitely did all the slides on Wonder. I I have a bit of you know I did I did do it because I got slightly stuck. I remember now. <laughs> I got slightly stuck Stop. on it. Um, so if you've ever seen one of the bowl slides, they have like this little funnel. Now, this one's a bit different. You've got kind of drop bowls where you go into a big circle in the middle and it, there's just nothing there and you fall into the pool tank. This one's a bit different and you go into a chute at the end of it. So you spin around and then there's like a little funnel that drops you off into a, typical, a traditional slide at the bottom of it. 
just because, you know, I've gained some weight since COVID. <laughs> I got a bit stuck on that last corner. So I had to kind of like shimmy myself to get it dropped down into the actual uh, end shoot to drop me off into the actual then kind of drop off point at the end. So I suppose if you've got, well, so I'm saying if you've got kids and teens, but my recent cruise, I didn't take my kids and I went all on the water slides twice. So <laughs> you don't well, need don't kids to kids. go on the water slides. Exactly. You don't need, anybody can go on the yeah. water slides. And if yeah. you don't go on the water slides, that's your choice. But for me, yeah, I love it. I think they're fab and it's fun. So I think that's a great addition that, especially on the Oasis class ships, that you could do that. And that was one thing we missed on Odyssey. I thought that by the light slides. Okay. So what else have they got then? So they've added some new dining around the pool area as well. So again, playing into that whole kind of relaxing by the beach theme more, there's easier ways to grab light bites to eat as well. If you're kind of just relaxing by the pool, you don't have to always go to Windjammer or, you know, not that you've got to get dressed to go to El Loco Fresh, but it is a bit more, you know, of a restaurant vibe in there. So you can just go to a new food camp they've got selling kind of light Mexican bites on the pool deck. So that's really great if you just kind of want to go straight back to where your lounger is or something like that. You can totally do that as well, which I think is a really nice choice as well. It does look really good, doesn't it? So it's called the truck. And is it yeah. similar food to Eloco Fresh? From what we've been told, it's kind of a Mexican bite, so burritos and tacos and things like that. They didn't give us a full menu. They just kind of gave us a couple of examples of what you could get on there. So I'm sure, knowing Royal, they will be teasing things about this ship right the way up until this launch type of thing. So there'll be surprises, I'm sure, as we go along. But so far, we've been told that, yeah, there'll be like Mexican food basically available to go. It's amazing. So what have we got? We've got the bald walk and... The Doghouse, Cafe Promenade, which I know it's a, it's a cafe, but that's always my favourite because I just love that you could just nip in for sandwiches. Obviously, you've got yeah. Sorrentos, which you've got Sorrentos. My boys love Sorrentos. Um, they've got a new, bigger Sprinkles. So, yeah, Sprinkles is now bigger on Utopia as well. So they've taken on board feedback that people just want to be able to have more choice and they want to get access to ice cream faster. So again, featured into that beachside thing, Sprinkles is now bigger. So there are six different flavors available. They've also now added as well a kind of topping station. So you can add your own sprinkles onto your ice cream as well. And again, that's all included. Um, there's no extra charge for the ice cream from Sprinkles. And that's right on the pool deck as well. So really easy to get ice cream if you need to cool down as well in that Caribbean so much. I think it's just great as well. Kids love that. I mean, my kids, when, we, yeah. when they were younger, that was this. The fro- They call it frozen yogurt, don't they? The, the frozen yogurt stage was like their biggest thing it was the most important thing to them really but for me it's specialty dining and i'm a huge huge fan of specialty dining so they've got all the favorites here haven't they yeah they've literally got it oh i'm just looking so we've got 150 central park chef's table chops grill coastal kitchen which is for your sweet guests giovanni's one thing they were really big to point out to us in the training we did with them was about there's a more options for alfresco dining so again, right. I think given the fact that this is year round in kind of the Caribbean and doing kind of that warm weather sailing. So they talked about like Giovanni's will have, have our fresco dining, which has never had before. Um, that was the one example they gave. I'm trying to think if they gave any others. Uh, Izumi now has like Izumi in the park oh, as yeah. well. So you can kind of get light bites to grab as well in Central Park. So they're adding more options to kind of get alfresco dining across the ship, which I think is really, really cool as well for that connection to the ocean, to being outside as well. And again, for that feeling that you're not inside a, a cruise ship all the time. Now, don't get me wrong, Royal do beautiful ships, but sometimes you do want to just grab a light bite and sit outside in the warm evening air or something like that. Yeah. I think it's great that they've added so many. They've said they've gone out of their way to add as many alfresco dining options as possible. So we've been told there's 10 alfresco dining experiences across the ship, which out of 21 options, to have 10 of them have alfresco options, I think is fantastic. Definitely. Yeah, especially, with, well, I suppose the perfect thing for this is it's the location, is it's doing Caribbean. 
So it's mm-hmm. like in Norway. I'll see with a no, cagoule on. So Playmakers is on there. Now, you know, for my boys, I mean, as much as they're all cruised out, they claim, um, Playmakers is on, which is, Joe said the other day, if I have to go on a ship, I want to go on one with Playmakers. Then really? Because they're, oh, they're just, they, they would watch any sport. Um, yeah. So I think that's really good to have that option for sporty people. But there's a really special restaurant, isn't there? So you, I don't know anything about this, so you're going to have to tell me. To be fair, nobody knows much about this, to be honest. They, they kind of kept it very tight-lipped, which, again, is this royal level to tease things. But they've just gone and explained that there will be a new immersive dining experience on board of the ship. And I am so excited by this because I love things like this. Now, you said it when I first mentioned it to you as well. You said it, if anyone's been to Universal Orlando, you can do the Hogwarts Express between the two different parks. And I feel like this is going to be a similar experience, but I'm knowing in Royal they'll probably have some extra surprises. But the way they explained it was you kind of go into a train terminal, train depot as part of the start of your dining experience where you'll be greeted with cocktails and you'll have kind of a um, pre-train journey experience. Then you'll be invited to sit into your carriage, which will obviously be your dining table. But then the carriage will transform around you, which I'm going to guess is going to be done via kind of video effects and special effects. But your carriage, the train will travel through different destinations as well then, and that will match the food you're dining with as well. I imagine that is going to be very um, Harry Potter-esque, but I yeah, might be wrong. I'm, I, weirdly, I don't know why this is the one thing I'm not the most excited. There's so much to be excited about, but this caught my attention straight away, and I was like, this is exactly the type of thing I love, that immersive you know, experience dining. It's just a bit different. It doesn't make you kind of get everywhere, so I think it's just so, so cool, and this is the type of thing you go to Royal for for that game-changing new features that you don't get elsewhere. So the first amazing specialty dining experience I ever had was on Celebrity Silhouette because and obviously the Royal Caribbean group looked at making specialty dining not just about the food, but about it being, like you said, a whole immersive experience. So they're taking this to a whole new level. So it'll be really exciting to see. Yeah. Definitely. Um... I, I don't know what it is about this, but this just feels special. And I think this is going to be really great. So I'm keeping my eye on this and looking forward to seeing what else they release. But literally, there's just one image and a bit of a bit of a bio about this. So it'd be exciting to see what comes. What else have we got on there for special taste? We've got Johnny Rockets. Johnny Rockets is back on as well. Oh, Johnny Rockets isn't on the Quantum Car ships. And I missed that. Bars, it looks like they've taken off the Bionic Bar. Really? Mm-hmm. But I suppose it's a bit of a... Unless so, because keep in mind as well, this is a pre-release, so obviously there's still more details to come. It could just be a case of they're redesigning the Bionic Bar and it's going to be a new concept. You never know. Well, so just because yeah. they may not have announced one of your favourite features now doesn't mean that it may not be coming. They just may not be ready to announce it yet, what that what it's yeah. going to look like on this ship. Because they did that with Wonder, didn't they? Because we created a whole guide and then they released the Mason Jar. Yes, we like, that's the thing. So. That? Yeah, <laughs> they could be total yeah. new surprises. This isn't the full release, you know. We're still a year away ultimately from kind of the ship sailing, so there's still plenty of time for them to surprise us with whole new venues. Like specifically, this, the entertainment they talked about. They said there will be four new shows coming to the um, to the ship. They just haven't said what they were. And uh, we've seen pictures of the Aqua Theater, so we know definitely there'll be an Aqua show. And we've seen, well, we assume there will be a theater as well, a main um, traditional theater. But what else? They haven't released any details of yet. There might be changing the theatre. You don't know, do you? Uh, this is what's so exciting about a new ship coming out of this yeah. way. New ships, oh, anything's possible. I really should live in Miami. I, I just, it's just <laughs> a, waste, lethal, it's a we? waste of time living up north. <laughs> I mean, my name is Port is Liverpool. And nobody goes, well, not many people go to Liverpool. No, we're very lucky with the ships we get in the UK, but we don't get ships like this very often in the UK. So, No, it is exciting. So they're sticking, they've 
with the eight neighbourhoods, which I think is brilliant yes. because yep. we nearly went on one duck and then didn't at the last minute uh, when the British government changed GCSE dates and had to change our cruise. Uh, but I love the idea, uh, the idea, the idea of um, the whole sweet area being together in some sort of neighbourhood. Yeah. I think you know not everybody wants to travel in a suite, but I think I think it's good because then you're getting the ship within the ship experience. Yeah, definitely. I had a little look around it on Wonder, and it has a beautiful view and platform. So it's at the after the ship, really high up as well. It's got its own pool, its own bar. Um, so to be able to kind of go into the sweet neighborhood and the sweet um, sun deck as well is just so cool to have that to yourself. And if you're ever worried about kind of the main pool being too busy, then it's a no-brainer. Look at staying in a sweet class if you can afford it. You'll have that kind of, you know, private little area to go to if it's too busy in the main areas for you. Yeah, I mean, it's a shame. It's only the newer ships that have the pools, don't they? But is it Wonder on Woods? Um, but still, I can tell you, but definitely on Wonder they had it. Yeah, I think it's Wonder on Woods as the, the pools and splash areas. Well, the one thing to point out, though, as well about the Sweet Neighbourhood is they have introduced the, the Sky Junior Suite as well. Because I know right. you like staying in a Junior Suite. And I think this is really interesting because it's something that gets brought up quite a lot. But if you stay in a Junior Suite, you're not really in a full suite level suite. Um, you're kind of in this weird between space where you've got access to Coastal Kitchen for, is it lunch usually? So the midday meal? You know, dinner, I think. But you have to book. But you don't have access then to all the other things. You don't get access to um, the sweet neighbourhoods. You don't get access to kind of um, coastal kitchen for, for breakfast, dinner, or lunch. So yeah. they've now introduced the Sky Junior Suite. So you get access to Sky Suite perks, staying in a Junior Suite as well, because some people just love the Junior Suites, They but they want to pay more to have access to the full suite facilities. So again, introduced on Utopia for the first time is going to be the first ever Sky Junior Suite, which I think is a great. And I got a funny feeling if it's successful, it'll probably start coming to other ships in the fleet as well. Yeah, it's a good idea. I mean, they've obviously must have made this sweet area bigger to accommodate that, mustn't they? There's bound to be some science behind it. They wouldn't really say if they didn't know they could deal with the extra people in either Coastal Kitchen and on the the, retreat, uh, the suite area. Definitely not, no. So, casinos. Yeah, do you they? go in the casino when you cruise? Because I, I, I don't like losing money, but I do like having a little fun. <laughs> Chris, I love Chris likes it. Yeah, Chris, yeah. I, I, when I went on a... a I own it with a friend. She was in there all bloody night. I was just like going back yeah. and to, to get her drinks. But once I've lost, I've got the um. But I do like it. I like the buzz of it. Bill doesn't like me going near the casino. And it's not that I've got a problem, but um, I do have like, I, I get, I, and I generally, I don't. I'm really good at kind of going, I spent $50 <laughs> or this, that, and the other. Um, I don't, I'm not a, like a pro gambler. I know people, have, they make, you know, not a living, but they make a cruise career out of getting free cruises yeah. because of how much they gamble on board. I'm not that person. I'm like a little tipple every now and then, $50 here and there. Um, but I love slot machines. My God, do I love slot machines. The the bigger, the more noises they make. <laughs> really? Yeah, I love them. I love slot machines. We once went on a very first cruise with Donna and Darren and we'd had a drink, as usual. And we went to the Chris and Darren <laughs> were playing the card game where you have to really concentrate. I cannot concentrate at that level when I've had a drink. Nope. So they were playing yeah. that. And so I said, do I just go on the Donna won't go on the slot machine. So I put, I put a dollar in. It was when you could put money in them. And they just spun a hundred. Really? I didn't even know what I was doing. I was like that. And pressing all the buttons. And she was like, cash out, cash out. And she'd be so yeah. so I cashed out. But I haven't really done them since. But um yeah, we set ourselves a couple of hundred dollars each a cruise. Yeah. And what happens is Chris ends up using mine as well, really. And this is the thing, like it is a lot of fun if you are that way inclined. I think you just this is this whole be safe, be responsible thing. Set yourself a limit is my biggest biggest yeah. rule. I always say if I'm going to do it, it'll be either fifty or a hundred dollars. 
and I'll spend that. And if I win, I win. If I lose, I lose. But I've been entertained while I'm doing it. Um, and you have to know when to walk away. And that's usually me. I go, right, that's it. That's my limit. Once I've spent, so I've gone. Yeah. There is a myth, and I don't know how much science there is behind this, but there is a myth that the slot machines pay out more at the beginning of a voyage sailing um, just because they want to get you hooked on that excitement of, oh, I'll give it another go just in case. Um, so you're more likely to win on night one and night two than you will on the rest of the sailing. Is the theory really? whether that's true? Like I like I've never tested it, so don't gamble enough to find out. But I've seen it mentioned multiple times now that that's what they do. They kind of give you a couple of wins at the beginning to get you to come back and keep gambling all the way through. I do like having a go, but yeah, I stop. But I love watching people that are just big hitters because it just fascinates me. Do you know anything? That's a, they've got a Mulberry handbag on their table, and it's like... <laughs> <laughs> and it's how they've got it for their gambling. That's a shot. I do debate becoming a professional gambler. When I hear about people who win free cruises because of how much they gamble, I do debate, like, do I want to drop three, four grand in slots or in the, the tables on a cruise to try and win a cruise? So I'm kind of like, I'm just paying for it anyway. And I know some people say, yeah, but sometimes you win it back and you're not paying. But I don't know. Seeing you is fascinating should, and interesting. We should do it as an experiment. Really? Invest and do that it as an be... experiment. That could be a challenge when we're on our next cruise together if we're on the transatlantic. Yeah, to we should see cruise. who, how much. Yeah. <laughs> but we should maybe go on with the thing of one night we spend a hundred dollars each between us and see who who wins the most at the end of it, who has the most left. We at the should end. actually, you yeah. To, you have to put a hundred dollars through the slots, and then it's how much you got left afterwards. Uh, I'd watch Darren though. He'll, I mean, he'll definitely cheat. He'll cheat. <laughs> Not the casino, but he'll put more in. Right. So what else have we got? So we've got what's the attic? So the attic is the comedy club, and I've seen this. Right. So with the icon release, Royal have said they're not putting a bigger emphasis, but they apparently invest more in comedians on board the ships than any of the cruise line, and they're reinforcing that moving forward. So I feel like this is that bird concept coming to Utopia as well. So there's a Manhattan themed um, comedy club that has its own venue now as well. So kind of there'll be regular comedians happening throughout the night as well. So I think that's really cool. Again, just giving you that choice. Not everybody likes a comedian, but now you've got the choice to do it and it's not taken away from the main theatre by having his own dedicated venue as well. Did you do the zipline on Wonder? No. No, I got a Oops. massive paralysing fear of heights. So while I'll do things like the Ultimate Abyss, I definitely won't do the zipline. <laughs> I'd, I'd do it, I think. Right, so another thing on here that I've noticed is they've got Starlink. Oh, Starlink Wi-Fi. Yeah, so that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's fantastic. Yeah. And so another brand that I sail with frequently, those who listen regularly will know what I'm on about, have just changed over to Starlink and it's made a massive difference to their Wi-Fi overnight. I think it might have been on the last ship I sailed on as well. I might, because it was around mm. that time that they... But it does yeah. make a difference because if like the, the cruise that we're going to do together next year, I will be working for a couple of days. Um, yes. Yeah, and that's the difference. That I could work. Yeah, that's yeah. it. So you can work, and I think that makes a big difference, right? So if you go, you're traveling with with kids and teens. There's mm -hmm. endless amounts of things to do, and again, yeah. if I've, if people like these ships with all all the bells and whistles and all the stuff going on, then you've got the kids clubs, you've got Splash Away Bay, which is always a great one. I'm imagining yeah. this will have a baby splash pool because I mean, you know, in our Facebook group, that is a big yeah sticking yeah, yeah. point. Should we just explain what that is? Because people get quite gur about it, don't they? But basically, um, so Splash Away Bay is you've got your kids swimming area, area it's own splash pool slides, and then they separate off a separate bit, and that's just for babies in nappies, diapers. Yes. So they can't go in the other bit. But 
in my thinking, because when we cruised, there wasn't that for kids and you had to fight. I mean, I remember once really fighting to let Joe go in the pole. Um, and it was only because actually the other passengers on ship said they didn't mind, but that doesn't always happen. The laws are stricter now, so they cannot go in the pole. So with this baby splash area, they can go in and if there's any accidents, it's shallow. But what it means is that babies and children, it's shaded. They've got an area that they can swim. So I would really say that when you're booking a cruise with a baby um, or a, a toddler that's in, in diapers or nappies, Royal Caribbean is an excellent choice because they do have these areas. Yeah, definitely. Definitely the, the more modern ships always, as far as I can remember, always have some sort of splash area for toddlers. Like in our group, um, the amount of people that are really hugely disappointed because they've got on a ship and they weren't allowed to even touch the water. And that's yeah. how strict they are because it's maritime law. There's no bending on it. There's a lot of anti-children people on ships that don't that pick off. So you're yeah. better off protecting yourself and finding a ship with one of these. It makes a big difference to your crews. Mm, definitely, yeah. No, and I think it's this is again though this sheer abundance of space on a ship this big. You're going to have obviously the nursery and all the kind of childcare features you're going to get as well that Royal are really famous for. But yeah, just having those facilities on the pool deck as well for the little ones. It just it is it's it's just perfect. It's the, and I hate saying the word perfect. So I don't think anything is perfect, but it's as close to perfect for families as you'll find. Well, they've also put the Utopia Playscape in, which again was a new thing on the Wonder, wasn't it? So they've got a separate replacing one of the flow riders, but they've got a separate yes. play area at the back for the kids. Mm -hmm. So you know a bit more about that, don't you? Not a massive amount, but just from looking at the artwork and from the pictures they showed in the training, at least anyway, I've got no pictures to hand, but um, it just looks like they rethought the one that was on Wonder. So the one on Wonder gets a bit of criticism because it's just like a bit of a mini-mate and there isn't a lot to climb on or for kids to slide on, whereas this now has like some more things for them to actually walk on and kind of run around and let off a bit of steam. So there's a bit more interactive, whereas the one on Wonder just, it just got a bit of harsh criticism because it's not the most exciting thing to do. It's just a couple of, tall things for kids to kind of run around in circles whereas this um actually has like a climbing net and it has slides and things like that so i think they've just rethought it and made it a bit more um, interactive they've also made the mini golf bigger as well so the mini golf is the biggest as well they've had so far so they've just got more right. room for these things they just like so they just rethought things out of just kind of okay how can we make this a bit bigger things like the ultimate abyss is also the longest as well so it's longer than any ultimate abyss on any oasis class ship um, it's got a clear area now as well so you can kind of see directly down whilst you're actually on the slide and they've got speed up boosters they call them so there's like rollers that will speed you up to make you go even faster and ultimately the business is fast already so it doesn't need any it doesn't need to be faster but it will now be faster as well so again it's just like right. amplifying and that's the word they use all the time at royal they just amplify what they already have and make it even better again brilliant so i've actually just seen that the godmothers to be confirmed so royal caribbean if you're listening <laughs> Kieran and myself are up for the job. <laughs> Godmother. <laughs> we could be the fairy I will Godmothers. Happily do that. I will happily do that role. I'll buy the two to myself for her. <laughs> My goddaughters actually call me their fairy godmother because I've actually trained them to Dang. do that. I did go through a period when I was um, initially started up saying, think of us as your fairy godfathers, but uh, I've kind of stopped saying that now with a magical traveler name. I don't know why, I just stopped saying it now. Uh, one venue I want to talk about that I'm really excited about, and this is just how much of an alcoholic I am, is Pesky Parrot. Um, <laughs> this is a new space. It's going to be in Royal Promenade, so I don't know exactly where, but this is going to be a new kind of um, mojito. It's going to be like a tiki lounge. And I love tiki bars. I love tiki lounges. So when I saw this on the release, I was like, this this ship is just singing to me in so many ways. Uh, but they're going to have like um, all the Caribbean flavor cocktails, so mojitos, you're going to get all your tiki drinks, things like that. 
I can see me spending many, many hours in the evenings in this bar. It reminds me of um, a place that we went to in Miami last time we went, and um, it, the atmosphere was amazing. Um, yeah. But yeah, it looks like it'll be a whole, and I love that when you've got a new bar and it's something you need to find on a ship because I love the bars on Royal Caribbean. Ooh. I mean, my absolute favorite is schooners. And yes. I know that's not yeah, so yeah, yeah. themed, but I just think squeeze. Uh, old school, I do love the squeeze. One several last cruise. I don't think they've really said the artwork for it yet, but it is definitely back. I've seen it as well. Yeah, I've so got it here. Back. And then you've got your Solarium and Trennis Bar. So you've got all your favourites as well. Yeah. Right, do you know what? I've never done the Rising Tide Bar. No, no. Because this is the problem with a bar that moves. So for those people that don't know, there is a bar on board the ship that's on an elevator. Um, so it does appear at different floors. So sometimes it's part of Royal Promenade, and then you get on it, and it'll take you up to it's, um, Central Park, isn't it? It goes up to, and you get off at of Central Park. Right. Um, so it goes up and down, ultimately. And you've got to be on the right floor at the right time when it's going up or down to kind of sit on it. But you do have to stay on for the duration. It takes about 30 minutes, apparently, for it to go up um, or to go down. So you do have to kind of be willing to sit on it for the duration that it is going up but it's just like this little bar that's ultimately on a kind of floating platform that raises up between the different floors i've, been, I've actually been on facetime to donna and darren while they've been on the rising tide bar so technically <laughs> i have yeah. <laughs> she does that she I'm just randomly facetimes me from bars <laughs> so i can go on a bit of a pub crawl with them when they're cruising <laughs> not that we talk a lot at all <laughs> I think, though, again, it's just those cool touches, though, isn't it? Like, you know, they don't need to have a bar that's on an elevator platform that lives between decks, but they can. Why not? Yeah, <laughs> like, and it's yeah. just cool. Exactly. No, I think it's exciting. So the Maiden Voyage... They haven't released the Maiden Voyage yet. So right. what they've done so far is they've put July 2024 right the way through to April. Uh, let me get it in front of me so I give the exact right date because I don't want to give the wrong date and then have somebody saying, like, you told me it was. Um, so, so far, they've put July 2024 through to April 2025 on sale. Like I say, she's doing three nights sailing Friday to Monday, doing Port Canaveral, Nassau, perfect day, Coco Cay, then back to Port Canaveral. Then four nights sailings Monday to Friday, doing Port Canaveral, Nassau, day at sea, perfect day, Coco Cay, then back to Port Canaveral. Now, June is the official date that she is going on sale. I haven't heard this officially. I'm insinuating this, but I get the impression because ships are being a bit temperamental with their maiden sailings at the moment. I feel like they not put the, the sorry the maiden sailing on sale because they don't want to commit to it this far out. And I got a funny feeling it may go out on sale. So the first sailing that is available to book at the moment, um, I said to you earlier, didn't I? So let me go back into the system and I will tell yeah. you what the first sailing that you can book at the moment is. But they have officially said she goes on sale in June, but you can't book June at, as of this time. Um, so... If you want to be on the Maiden, then you may have to hold out and see what happens. But the first sailing that's available is the 22nd of July at the moment, 2024. Right. So there's a, there may be a chance that it's earlier. I've just seen it. I can't remember exactly what ship off the top of my head, but there was one ship that was released and then it finished, I think it was three weeks early. So they added on extra sailings and obviously that caused a bit of tension with people who thought they were on the Maiden who now aren't. Um, but then equally, there's been a lot of ships in the last two years that have missed their maiden sailings that people were booked yeah. on and they've had to cancel them. And then somebody who was booked two, three sailings later ends up on the maiden. So, and again, I'm insinuating this just because it's odd that they say it's it go it's available from June 2024, but there's nothing you can book until July. I feel like this is them just playing it safe with um, construction deadlines just to make sure that they know exactly when she can sail. 
So I think we've almost covered everything there, haven't we? I mean, <laughs> we said we'd do a quick 10 minutes. <laughs> I don't even think we know how to anymore. Uh, but I think it's a really exciting ship. I think there's lots, it looks like yeah. there's lots going on. And I think, like we say, I like the fact they've tweaked it all a bit. And I don't sell cruises. I don't need to sell it to anyone. But um, yeah, exciting. Yeah, I think it's going to be fantastic. Like I say, for people in the UK, this is the perfect choice if you want to kind of do that Orlando 7, 10-day break and then add on a cruise. If you've never cruised before, you want to try it. You probably you're not going to be listening to this podcast if you've never tried cruising before, maybe. But this will be the perfect one to try that for if you wanted to. Equally for American guests, if you want to go away for a weekend, then you've got that fantastic Friday to Monday sailing short break again. But also you could do a back-to-back. So if you absolutely love perfect day cook, okay, then you could do a back-to-back and do do it twice in one week, which I think, from my memory, this is one of the few ways you can do it is to book a three-night, four-night sailing back-to-back to be able to do cook, okay, more than once in a week. And then equally, if you like this class of ship, Wonder of the Seas is sailing seven-night sailings east and west Caribbean from Port Canaveral as well. So if you maybe want to go off and do the same type of ship, but on a longer sailing and going off to the actual Caribbean islands, then you can also look at Wonder of the Sea sailing from the exact same port on seven nights and rotating sailings right. as well. Cool. So, guys, I hope that's given you um, a little bit of excitement towards October of the Seas. Honestly, I think it's such an exciting ship and those itineraries are great as well. So if you are somebody from the UK and you would love to look at booking her, then definitely get in touch with me and you can find me anywhere online under magical-traveler.com. Or you can find me on all my social media and Magical T-R-V-L-R, and I would love to help you get on board Utopia or any of the Royal Caribbean ships. Now, Sarah, I know obviously you are an expert in all things Royal, but you've got tons of information about Royal on your website. Where's the best place people can find that? So you can find us on Cruising for All or CruisingWithKids.com. It's the same website, but just two names. Um, and we've got lots of cruise information, tips and advice on there. Have a look at that, guys. All the best, and we'll see you on the next episode. Bye! Bye.